0: Hi, I'm Jo and welcome to this episode of Shoutcast, your bite-sized guide to better comms. Today I'm delighted to have Jane Foster, Managing Director at Eventworks Europe Limited and Sharon Brunt, Director of Virtual Hybrid and Live Events and Experiences also at Eventworks Europe. We're going to be talking about a really topical and exciting subject about the communication needs successful events have and how to go about them especially at this time in this hybrid world of digital and live events. So Jane would you like to start and tell us a little bit about your experience and how you first came to set up eventworks.
1: Hi hi Joe um thank you for uh, having us on to your podcast. Well I was an event manager back in the 90s and just into the noughties and uh, working in corporate and um, decided that I'd really like to have my own business. And so 20 years ago, decided to set up Eventworks, really, because I think when I was an in-house event manager, you know, we got super busy and then there wasn't anybody to, you know, take on the load sometimes if we were, you know, doing extra events. And I thought, actually, we're really good to have an agency that understood, you know, what, what we do internally. And as an add on, I guess, and it suited in my lifestyle at the time. And so um, Eventworks was born, went through one recession. And then in 2008, we decided to make the, uh, the business a limited business. And, and really, we've gone from strength to strength during that time.
0: Yeah, this sounds like um, you did the classic thing of uh, finding a need and filling that with your yeah. services. Yeah, that's great. So
1: um, when, did, when, when did Sharon join the business? Sharon decided to also kind of do a similar thing to me and sort of freelance back in I think 2016 17 wasn't it Sharon and then we were um really getting uh, you know extra busy and I decided I needed somebody with stronger expertise and uh, director level and Sharon joined the business then and helped with delivering a european roadshow and then it seemed to make sense. Our, our clients wanted experience and um, it seemed to make sense for the business to grow, that we needed another director level person in the business. And we've really gone from strength to strength, even though we've been through a pandemic. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, we're going to come out the other side stronger. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, you were mentioning you've been through a recession. I've been through a pandemic, but um, I'm curious to hear um, maybe from Sharon, how you know, your day-to-day and what you do have changed since the pandemic.
2: Hi Joe. Uh, yes. So uh, as Jane said, I joined sort of five years ago now, and then a couple of years ago we formalized that and brought me in as a director. And um, for the first five years, we, w- we were just sort of really running to keep up with ourselves. We were busy full order books for year on year, steadily growing. And then March twenty twenty came, and twenty twenty was looking like an amazing year. Twenty twenty March, everything literally stopped overnight. So we we spent the first couple of months really just trying to cancel or postpone events that we had planned to to, you know trying to help our clients to guide them in what best to do you know at first nobody really had a clue how long things would go on we were first thinking it would sort of be till till the autumn and then we'll hopefully be back up and running so there was lots of cancelling and then re-postponing and rescheduling so that that took our time for the mm-hmm. first couple of months we were really busy just trying to do all of that but we then soon realised this might go on longer than anyone had first thought um, and that we actually as a business needed to really drastically think about what what could we do to weather this storm because clearly just focusing on doing live in-person events which had always been our sort of bread and butter um, would would not carry us through so luckily because as a business as well as the live events we also do have some sort of comms and marketing clients that we do other things for and we also work with um, some really close associates and partners some of whom are really hot on the technical side of things. So we were able to sort of convene with our trusted partners and really just think about, right, what can we do? What what will our clients and potentially new clients, what might they be looking for now over the sort of the coming months and year and how can we help them? So, you know, the obvious thing was that for clients who still want to be... Bring in people together whether that's customers or their staff then the option is to do things virtually and we knew that with our sort of event management experience and our comms experience combined with this technical know-how that we were able to bring in from as I say our sort of trusted associates that we would we, we had all the skills needed to do that so we pulled together a sort of package really that we could offer um, and started to, to promote that the fact that we could support clients with with doing uh, sort of virtual events, whether that was, as I say, with staff uh, or customers to do team building or marketing events. And we started to promote that. And we did, uh, we were successful in that we um, quickly won actually uh, several new clients quite quickly that we, we, we were able to help. You know, it was a steep learning curve to begin with. But that's the sort of thing, actually, in some ways, you know, it felt it has felt now, like it was perhaps one step back. But At least two steps forward in that, you know, proud to say I think we rose to the challenge and we, you know, as relying on others as well, their support, as I've said, we've been able to really understand what clients might need and be able to advise them, you know, and in this this situation, uh, lots of companies weren't really sure what the possibilities were. so we've been able to really guide and advise them and deliver some virtual events that they, they perhaps weren't wouldn't have even imagined would, would be possible, really, uh, introducing the aspects of audience engagement and interaction, using games and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point, actually. Um, I mean, it sounds like definitely, you know, the groundwork of building solid partnerships, um, which I think is key to any kind of agency or, you know... Um, of smaller business is critical to, to keeping going and to helping you kind of think outside the box and develop new um, new skills as well as new services and products for for customers. Um, so you just mentioned gamification. It sounds like you've kind of embraced the opportunity posed by by hybrid and virtual events as opposed to kind of clammed up and and run away from it. Is there was that a business decision as such, um, Jane, Sharon, or did it kind of happen? Did you just sort of roll with it?
2: Well, it, I suppose it, we sort of had to move in this direction. But then we, you know, w- once deciding that we, uh, that was a, a direction we had to go in, we sort of then fully embraced it. And I think it's the nature of the type of people that we are. We, we want to, if we're going down a certain direction, then we want to do it properly. So we did the research and really looked at if we are going to be delivering this type of event, how do we make them the best that they can be? And as I said, lots of the clients that we were working with, they, were, they didn't know what the possibilities were, or even what they should be looking for. They might have just known, you know, just thinking about one particular client, they had they've got sort of 50 staff that are spread all over the world really Uh, typically they would bring them all together in a location somewhere and have a few days to sort of kick the year off some uh, sort of content sessions learning about new products but then other fun activities you know really bringing the team together to get everyone motivated and energized for the year obviously at the beginning of 2021 they weren't able to to physically bring everyone together they wanted to still do something so they came to us to to see how could we help them do that they really weren't aware of how should they go about it what are the possibilities so we were able to really helped them to put together uh, a two day programme, which was a combination of the sort of serious content that they needed to deliver to their staff, but also bringing in throughout the whole thing from from before the event started to to after the event a whole host of ways of engaging and, you know, involving people in a series of sort of game type activities. So before the event even started, we sent them a series of questions asking them to send us various bits of information about themselves and photos and that kind of thing. That all fed into various activities that went on throughout the couple of days. So they were already sort of teed up to to know that this was going to form part of the event and we're were already quite up for it and really um, engaged and interested, even before the event sort of kicked off at nine o'clock on the Monday morning. So, yeah, so we've been able to, you know, really learn about what the options are and then... You know, deliver that, deliver things like that to our clients to to help them to achieve their objectives through their virtual events. Yeah.
0: I mean, that that objective of trying to motivate people and get them together, even though they can't physically be together. um, You know, I've seen from, from the industry and from my clients has been there's been a real struggle, particularly making people feel like like they belong to a group uh, to an event and um, I, I like the idea of the sort of introduction beforehand with photos that kind of we've been so starved of um, of connections but um what about during the actual virtual events how how have you tackled that uh, aspect of helping people to communicate you know when it used to be so easy to just Walk up to somebody um, at a stand or strike up a conversation with the person sitting next to you at a conference, um, engage in a Q&A session just by lifting your hand because you think this is, this is something relevant. How, how have, you, have you tackled that?
2: In some ways, it's actually... Not that difficult. With the various platforms that are available now, that's another area, you know, over the last 18 months, things have moved on so quick. There's so many possibilities now with the different platforms that it's actually not difficult to enable people who are attending an event whether they're attending virtually or in person or you know we, we're planning a hybrid event now for the autumn and the platform that we're using for that will enable people to uh, engage with others whether they're in the room or whether they're attending virtually so it's really the technology is there and I guess from our perspective and working with our clients it's just about making sure that the delegates are, are aware and they know how to go about it and we sort of tee them up in advance so they, it's quite easy for them to find the sorts of people so for example an in-person event yes it is easier to engage because you're there in the room but you don't really know anything about the person apart from the name on the name badge you wouldn't necessarily know anything more about them by just you know the fact that you're standing next to them but when you're working with a technology platform obviously depending on what the delegates are allowing to be shared about them you, you can actually find people based on information that they that you have so it's actually easier in some ways, to find hmm. people that you, you, you to actually target people that you really want to have a conversation with, yeah. and not just talk to people just because you are ending up sitting next to them yeah. uh, on a table or standing next to them at the coffee machine. You know, it can be a lot more sophisticated than mm-hmm. that because of the technology. Yeah, and from a lead
0: generation uh, prospect, obviously you are getting better qualified leads. Exactly. Office. Yeah, and um, Jane from from uh, you know the, the the business side. What do you would you say? have clients been asking you about and what, what challenges have they been asking you to resolve and what's your your kind of elevator pitch to to help them solve that and feel that they're going to be comfortable and they know that the event is going to be carried out um seamlessly whether it's virtual or hybrid and hopefully soon back yeah. to real life
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it's, as, as Sharon said, it, you know, when everything stopped, it was kind of, oh, gosh, how, what are we going to do now moving forward? But then it's interesting. We actually won new business because of our expertise of event yeah. management. So it wasn't necessarily just about the tech. So, um, you know, that we've been de- delighted with that. And hopefully those clients will go on to be, you know, to become a live client. But also we're finding that and we think this will will continue. We'll have a mix of Hybrid, live, and virtual events, um, because I think we've all learnt from this. You know, the you know environmentally as well. Mm. You know, life can be can operate differently yeah. while still you know achieving your objectives as a business. Um, so I, and I think because as I mentioned, Sharon and I both worked in house. I think that really helps our clients that we understand what it's like to be part of a team, being part of that marketing team, event team. List, and so we listen to our clients, and I think I think that's what we're very good at. You know, we listen to the to ultimate goal, be that you know to deliver you know a, a full-on live event um, for sales objectives, well-being of their team, or a marketing campaign. So I think Sharon and I will will listen to the brief, and we will work out usually between us what the best end result is, and then suggest that. Generally, um, our clients love that because we're helping them achieve that objective and and come up with some sensible um, options for them. We're working on two quite large live events, for, well, hybrid nice. and live, fully live events for the autumn um, and into next year. Yeah, a whole mix already contracted virtual and live events. So it's it's interesting, and I, and actually it's quite nice for us as well because it's we're we're learning, we're growing, we're changing. So things aren't staying the same. So out of this. I think you'd agree Sharon personally I've I've learnt a lot as well and I think that's not a bad thing to you know push your push yeah. you out of your comfort zone so it's been a at, steep learning think, curve though <laughs> I think we could yeah. have all done with dealing with it a little bit at a time but uh... it has it has but with our trusted partners we're very lucky we've had some we've got some great support on the tech and on the you know and and part of delivering a live event is like being on TV yeah. isn't it you know the energy levels are quite different from, you know the, obviously you need lots of energy running a live event but actually delivering a virtual event it doesn't come without challenges in the sense of energy and, and we're not trained we're not trained mm. as you know full-on presenters are we but I think um you know I think I think we've done a good job generally. yeah is there
0: also maybe that pressure of you know when when you're in video it, that kind of stays whereas where which you're at an event, yes, you are speaking in front of a lot of people, but you think, well, I haven't necessarily been recorded. Um, I don't know, saying the wrong word or uh tripping over when I got up on the stage, whereas now it's, it feels kind of permanent once you've
1: done it. Yeah, and often we're behind the scenes, mm-hmm. aren't we? We're we you know, I'm ha- I'm happiest with my clipboard bossing mm-hmm. everyone around really <laughs> cutting out when other so, people fall uh... over. Basically. But yeah, I
2: agree with that. When it comes to virtual events, um, I they have it's really intense, and you really at the end of a day when you've been on looking at the screen, you you literally can't not you can't sort of take your eye off the ball for a second. And also, the preparation is more intense. I think events that we've delivered, we've got speakers. Uh, all over the place and having them completely fully briefed in advance and knowing exactly when to come on because any sort of little break or it you know it just looks bad and we want you want it all to run completely smoothly so that everybody knows when they're on and who's introducing them and what they do w- when they finish talking who's gonna then come on you know it is like putting together a production and whereas at a live event you know potentially you you might have a a, a dry run but often you might just ask speakers to come in the morning get there early and they can just all check the sound and have a quick practice but when it's virtual you have to re- basically have sort of it, often have individual conversation with every mm-hmm. speaker just to make sure they're fully briefed and know exactly what's happening yeah. um so it is actually more intense i've found making sure you've got every single thing covered for, um, for a virtual event. Yes. So even though you're running around, you, you might just be sitting in a chair and not running around a building. It's actually probably a little bit more tiring. because, as I say, you can't not concentrate at all for a second. But uh, but as Jane said, we've really sort of enjoyed the challenge of it. I think it's always good to learn new things mm. and keep moving and evolving. And I think, you know, whilst I'm not saying we would have chosen to to, to be forced down this mm. road, I think it's there are, there are some positives that have come out of it definitely, yeah. and I think as a business, it's it has actually put us in now in quite a good position for when things do start to come back live. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think looking back, we we'll definitely see some positives. And is you know, is digital it sounds like it, but is it here to stay? I think so, as Jane just said. So some, some clients have gone that route just because there's no alternative, but they're desperate to get back to in-person events when they can. And I'd say that's where some of our clients, you know, they run customer events because they want to bring together their uh, customers, old and new, their marketing guys, their sales guys are there. And it's a real event where they, you know, want to talk to each other in person um, and actually close deals. Mm-hmm. And I think they find that more hard to do virtually. But other events, actually, because their uh, clients have tried them once, it's actually worked better than what they were doing before live. And that might be because they've got people spread, you know, spread either across the country or spread across countries where actually it's quite difficult, usually, to get them together. And this is, has provided them with a brilliant solution. So they'll continue down this down this path. So uh, yes, I think this has opened up yeah. opportunities, definitely. And I think digital will stay. But I, th- I definitely think there's a place for both. Mm.
0: Well, it's been yeah. wonderful having you both on. And I'd love to have you again to talk about some other aspects um, about lead generation or how to set up the comms aspect of, of, of an event prior. To the actual kickoff. I think this is going to be very, very useful uh, to listeners and to marketers out there. And um, thank you.
2: We hope so. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye.